What's going on? Same old, same old. Trying to get websites finished for clients who uh, <laughs> want this change and that change and uh, things that they changed before changed to another thing. Oh, my God. Yeah. Oh, every web designer's uh, headache. Scope oh, creep. The joys. Scope creep is uh, the common term. Yeah, yeah. I'm hearing you. Things that were not in scope suddenly become in scope because it creeps in. And if you haven't got your uh, your T's and C's in uh, in check, you know, oh, yes. down down yes. and all your your let's say your I's dotted and your T's crossed. Sometimes, especially dealing with lawyers, mate. Especially dealing with lawyers. <laughs> Probably shouldn't uh, say mention clients, but. Um, you know, sometimes they, they can hold your feet to the fire and just to save an argument, you just go, all right, yes, I'll do it. And then there's another day lost and then there's another day lost. And you just want to get a project finished. But with every project you do, you learn and you try to improve for, for the next time, for the next client. You do, you do. Absolutely. So, but anyway, we're on Twitter now. Now, what is the, the Twitter handle? I just It's called, I couldn't put Chronicles on the fly as our Twitter handle because it's too long. So it's Chronicles OTF. That's all right. Chronicles OTF. So now we are on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. So on Facebook and Instagram, find us on, just search for Chronicles on the fly. Easy. And on Twitter, it's Chronicles OTF. So I expect every single person who's listening to us to follow us on all those social media channels. Get on it. But I've actually noticed that a lot of people don't use Twitter anymore. It's kind of like fallen off the, uh, everyone I talk to has fallen off a bit off the uh, social media prevalence. Well, I use Twitter. I prefer, pro- I probably use Twitter more than anything at the moment. I find Twitter a bit too, uh, I mean, I've gone a bit off Twitter. I mean, I it's very, too- uh, yeah, you know, which way it leans in terms of, it's not even that, just some of the people, just the bots and all that, you know. Well, you know just, what, I, yes. what I found? I don't know. I suppose this is more of a, the, of a political slant to do with Twitter. But did you notice that Alan Jones yes, yesterday announced his, um, his retiring from radio? Yeah, yeah, I saw that. Mm. Oh, my God. And Twitter went mental, just had to bring back, rehash all the bad stuff he's done. And, yeah, he's, he's done a lot of stupid things and said a lot of stupid things. Oh, far out, man. It's just like any chance to just dig at someone and, 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 and trash someone. The one thing I do find, the only good thing I find about Twitter now is updates on scores, um, especially in sporting scores, it's straight away, you know. It's, it's really yeah, good. Yeah, it's good for that. Like for, for UFC, I mean, I like watching it for UFC because you get all the, uh, yeah. sometimes they put a snippet on there because I feel like I get a pay-per-view. I reckon that on that it's pretty good. And even like, in general scores, you get the updates pretty fast as opposed to what you do with Instagram or a different form of social media. That's about all. That's all I use it now for, to, to, just to see a bit of scores, a bit of information because if I follow everything that people say on there, you'd be like, really? Like, really? Yeah. No, it's, it's easy to get into arguments with people. That's the fun of it <laughs> sometimes. Yeah, no, I don't really um, yeah, do that. I don't, I don't actually... I don't actually um, 
don't get myself too deeply involved in that sort of stuff. So you're talking to probably some young 14-year-old kid who knows nothing sitting behind a computer. That's what I think about. Well, well, that's the same on any social media channel, really. Not, it's not just uh, unique to Twitter. Um, but we're late. We, uh, we've normally been doing our podcasts on Saturday mornings and uh, we didn't do one last Saturday, so here's our midweek one. Well, it's Wednesday now, but whenever it goes out, I'm not sure. I'll, I'll try to get it up soon as possible. But, yeah. And uh, actually, I was speaking to a cousin of yours yesterday, one of your many cousins. What am I, 500? <laughs> he said to me, where's that, where's that podcast? I was looking for it on Saturday and it didn't come up. <laughs> all our fans out there spewing. Yeah, that's fine. It's all good. I think, I think that particular cousin wants to keep talking about the Jordan documentary. Oh, yeah, we did have a, we did have a chat about the Jordan documentary. Oh, on that, you, did you watch uh, episodes seven yes, and eight? I, watched, I haven't watched eight. I've watched seven. So. Oh, once you've watched every week, once I watch the first one, I can't stop there. I've got to watch the second one. Yeah, so I'd like to, but I actually I was got into it last night. I watched Have You Been Paying Attention with my wife. I like to try and do that. Have You Been Paying Is that that show on Channel 10? The um, Yeah, it's, it's actually really good. Yeah. yeah, As a comedy show, it's actually really funny. It's lost a bit of its, it's, lost a bit of its appeal, obviously, because they're not having it um, person to person because they've got to do it social distance. Are they so, doing it with Zoom or something? What are they doing? Yeah, like on Zoom, yeah. So there's five Zoom screens. And like, it's still funny, but not as funny as what it could be, obviously, when they're all together. So I haven't seen that one I still enjoy while. it. I still enjoy it. I still, I still enjoy it quite a lot. And I'll try and watch out my wife because I know she likes it. And, um, and um, yeah, so I'll do that. And so the last dance, episode seven, I reckon, is the best one so far. Even, yeah, it's, it was brilliant. Probably the best part was was how Michael Jordan got emotional about how um, I suppose how how his teammates view him all these years later. You know, a lot of them, a number of them said that you know he, he he's not a nice guy or wasn't a nice guy, but not in a way that that they're trying to dig at him. It's just like I think they can see like he had to be the way he was. He had to be so single minded. I, I think I think it's put another perspective of it. You got to really. Take your hat off to him as as a, like he's almost subhuman the way he he committed himself to to have that drive to win and to win in all aspects of life whether it was golf whether it was gambling whether it was TV whether it was any he just had that instinct to win and and I think those type of people that have that instinct they're they're going to have that element of I'm the best and to try and lift you up I think they're going to have that well that that's trait. exactly right so you know the the whole purpose of him berating his teammates in training was to challenge them, right, to get them to lift, to come up to his level. He was trying to pull them up basically and he knew how to get under his teammates' skin so that they would perform better when he needed them, needed them to. Very, very intelligent to understand uh, individuals' personalities, I think. I mean, whether he just did that to everybody the same way or whether he knew how to play individual personalities, that's probably wasn't as as clear on that aspect. But, yeah, I just thought, you know, like the way he um, – who was the player? Was it Burrell? Was that his name? Yeah, Burrell. The way he really drove, drove him to improve his game. But Burrell, all these years later, didn't feel um, aggrieved about it. He understood – why Jordan? Why Jordan did what he did, and and the way he acted, the way he did towards him, 
and and Jordan respected him for it. And and even Steve Kerr, who they had uh, you know a punch up with, they both respected each other because of that or, or coming from that. Oh, did they, I didn't know he had a, when did he have or was that does that come after? Oh, that might or? come in episode eight. Yeah. So apparently they uh, they had a bit of fisticuffs. I, I, pers- I personally wasn't a fan of Steve Kerr anyway. So. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah, that's another story. But yeah, Jordan. Jordan's. You know, I think you know he lost lost control, lost lost his temper, and and I think he just lashed out, and it wasn't something that Kerr did. Uh, it was just he was just the one on the receiving end, and he felt like shit afterwards. And he, and he he said he rang him up after training, and they they cleared the air, and but both both of them said um, it made them respect each other more you know, that that incident. So yeah, it was very interesting. I don't think it's a shame, but it doesn't really give Luke Longley's perspective. I thought he yeah. probably deserved a little bit more. I, I, I've read something about Luke Longley. He's, I think he's staying quiet during the airing of all this. I don't think he's giving interviews, apparently. So this it will be interesting to see after the series is finished whether he'll do an interview about it. But I think he's, um, yeah, I think he's staying quiet. Mm. Because I haven't seen anything, you know, a lot of lot of past players are doing interviews like on ESPN in America, obviously, um, and a lot of just, you know, basketballers, uh, Australian basketballers even who've been involved in the NBA are doing interviews like on SEN or, you know, whether it's 6PR or, or you know, radio stations, sport, sport programs about the series, but nothing from Luke Longley at all. Um, so it'd be interesting if he if he does an interview about it uh, later on. I'd you know it'd be interesting just to hear his perspective. Oh, you'd have some pretty amazing stories about the whole experience. You know? I mean, he was there what about four years at the Bulls? Yeah, three or four years. I think it was. So. so the last three, the last three championships, he won them all, didn't he? Yeah, he won. He was in the last three one. Before that, he was at Minnesota. I think it was the Timberwolves. Yeah, Timberwolves. He was. What about after the Bulls? Did he go anywhere after the Bulls? Uh, he did, if I remember, to Phoenix, and then I think he might have done a stint at New York, I think. He did, but he didn't play too long, uh, from what I remember. Has he ever been involved in the Perth Wildcats? Yeah, he was, 1986. Here we go. I just put up his stats. 1986 as a Perth Wildcat. Did he play for them? Apparently in 86. Doesn't say how many games, but apparently he did. And then he um, was a Scotch college boy in, in uh, Perth. And then he ended up at the University of New Mexico. And then he ended up at Minnesota Timberwolves, Chicago Bulls, did four years, Phoenix Suns and New York Knicks. Oh, yeah. So and he's an assistant coach of Australia at the moment. Right. So, ah, well. Yeah, and, and um, was it episode seven was, you know, a lot about his father and – well, actually, it all comes back to me now that I do remember that now when his father got murdered. It's like, yeah, no, the comeback was like, yeah, I remember there was a big thing at that time. Hence why he played baseball. It's all coming back. Yeah, that was a big part of the reason why he, he quit the game after, after the third championship. And, uh, and did you see baseball. that guy, what he said as well, the, the coach, he was actually trying, like how he, he trained like before the game, before training, he trained, yeah. during training, then after training. I mean... After after the game, he would continue training after that. And Terry Terry Francona, who is uh, the manager of Cleveland now, I mean, he was he was Jordan's coach in in that minor league team. Mm. But yeah, he's he's a pretty you know well known uh, MLB coach. And he actually said 
Jordan improved so much and his batting average got, you know, he was batting over 200, which is, you know, that's a decent, that's a decent batting average. He, they reckon, you know, he was on his way to the majors. That's, I mean, look, at the end of the day, it's a completely, obviously a completely different sport to basketball and, and, and a com- completely different way of using your body, right? But he was saying that he did play up until he was 17 as well. So yeah, yeah, it's not yeah. as if he did, he did not know how to play. He didn't know how to play. Yeah, but there's a difference between being, you know, professional or semi-professional and, uh, and you know, 17 years old. But, yeah, he was just retraining his body basically and, and relearned the game and he was that dedicated that he would have eventually been picked up by the majors, you know, maybe, you know, because the, te- the minor league team he was uh, playing at was a, was a satellite club from Chicago White Sox. Who knows? He might have played for, for the White Sox. They had the same owner, White Sox and the Chicago Bulls. Oh, yeah, yeah. So there was that potential advantage. Um, I don't know whether the owners ever have any say, but, you know, that would have been bloody awesome to see him play in Major League. You still got to take your hat off to him like, as a player and, like, his dedication, whether it was the minor league or the NBA, he still had that, that drive, that passion that to, to go ahead and, and keep achieving. I thought that was yeah. pretty cool. At the end of the day, whatever he puts his mind to, mate, he puts, a, you know, 200% into it. That's... And I like that comment he made. He goes, I never asked any of your players to, seen, to do something that I would never have done yeah. or couldn't do. Exactly. I was like, well, it's, it's pretty, pretty impressive. You know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah I, I really respect that. So, yeah, mm. so tonight I think I'll watch episode eight. It's a very addictive documentary, to be honest. Very, oh, it's very brilliant. It's, it's so well done. Um, did you, so have you seen the part about Scotty Pippen, how he, he sat, sat out and didn't come back in the game? That was a bit of a sucky moment for Scotty. Yeah, he's a, he's an interesting character, isn't he? He um, he likes to spit the dummy, or did like to spit the dummy a bit, you know? Well, look, I can understand why he spit the dummy about his wage. I think he had all right to spit the dummy about that. Yeah, but he left the team in the lurch then because he was sitting out games, right? Well, well, first he, he went and had uh, an operation during the season. This is early career, wasn't it? Um, operation on his foot during the season because he didn't want to miss his summer. Yeah. Oh, no, he left it late. He left it late. He did, he did it at the end. He did, he did it late in summer, so he, he wouldn't oh, – right. so he missed that half the season. Right. Okay. That's right. Um, so that was the, you know, early episodes. And then and then he wanted to be the, the key guy in that final play. Well, well, I can't remember what the game was. Was it a playoff? Yeah, playoff, yeah. Against – And Tony uh, Kukoc did it. Was, yeah. Was it Indiana? Was it the Indi- yeah, Indiana series? Been. So what was that? Ninety five. It was nine. It was, it was ninety five. Yeah. That? So it was. The, it was the year when he was the man because Jordan wasn't playing. Yeah. Yeah. Right. But but Phil Jackson gave the play to Kukoc, who made who made the who made the two pointer to win the game, on the buzzer, which was brilliant. What a what a shot that was. Yeah. But Kukoc was a good. He, he was another as a player that. Probably didn't get the, the kudos or the respect that he probably deserved because he actually was a really good player. Yeah. Tony Kukoc. You know. yeah. Well, he was like the star in Europe, at the, at, you know, when they when they drafted him. But, yeah, a, I think he's a poor guy. He didn't really like – if, if you think of Chicago Bulls, obviously Jordan, Pippen, Rodman. Uh, but there was also – like Kukoc was a great player. Steve Kerr, as much as I don't like him, was a good player. And um, Horace Grant, another great player. Yeah, and Grant goes off to to Orlando and then comes back to Chicago to win the series. And he went mental, mate. He was, 
he really threw it in their faces. Maybe you haven't seen that. Maybe that was episode eight. Yeah, because I don't think because they must have left on bad terms. I think I'm not sure. Uh, uh, I, I don't know. They didn't really go into what the terms were that that he left Chicago. But yeah, he uh, he loved it beating them uh, in the Eastern Conference playoff. That's for sure. In ninety five, ninety five. So that was when Jordan came back just before the playoffs. Pretty much, he was. Yeah, he played a handful of games before the playoffs. If I'm if I'm correct. He was a good player, Horace Grant. He was another one that was kind of. Um, yeah, but I think he he didn't like being in the shadow. He was a really good player. He didn't get the respect he probably did deserve as well. Yeah, yeah. Another one. Yeah, no, I'm really getting into this um this series. It's, it's awesome, you know, and and watching like YouTube clips afterwards of of highlights and and interviews with other players and. I don't know if remember you were. I don't know if you remember, but I was, I was into. I used to do the old basketball um, basketball card collections. I used to have the. I'm gonna go find it. Man, I had, mate, I had thousands and thousands of cards. Did you? Of basketball cards. Yeah, yeah. I had Did you ever have a Jordan collection. card? Yeah, I would love to have it. Of course, I had Jordan cards, but not like the real good good ones, you know. Okay. The good ones you couldn't afford. So back then, See, I, I, had, I had World Cup soccer cards. <laughs> that was yeah, I, had I had Rocky cards. I had Rocky, can you believe it? Rocky 4. I had Rocky 4 cards. I had basketball cards from the, the 85 to... 92, 93 season, I reckon I had. I had a handful of um, Kiss collector cards as well, actually. Oh, maybe, maybe, yeah, I think, I didn't think, I had a few of them anyway. But the, like they're the original like 1980s or something Kiss collector cards. I've still got them. They had a couple of football, AFL football ones. Well, back then it was VFL slash AFL, so I got a couple of them lying around. But I definitely bought a lot of it. I remember a lot of it for um, NBA cards. That was heaps I had. Oh, I was going to say when when the Bulls were going on this on this run, right, mate. I was not even aware. Like basketball didn't register for me whatsoever. See, see for me, to me, I was probably a little bit different. I did. I, I, I did register a lot, and I used to like. I used to like shoes. I don't know if you remember. But I, I used to like shoes back in those days, right? Back then, I couldn't have picked a pair of uh, Air Jordans out of a lineup, mate. I, I wouldn't have had a clue what they looked like. I remember begging my mother to get me a pair of, of when I was in primary school, year six or year seven, to get me a pair of Jordans. There was like begging and pleading and and wishing, oh, my, I want a pair of Jordans, I want a pair of Jordans, I want a pair of Jordans. Please, how much? Please, please. How much did they cost roughly back then? I I can't remember how much the Jordans were, but I do remember the Reebok pumps that. Dominic Wilkins wore back in 1990 or 91 were $299 a pair. I, I did I did have a pair of Reebok pumps once um, in primary school, but I don't think they were like the, the absolute expensive type. The ones that the, the Dominic Wilkins ones were the original pump, the original, original pump. I was like, Mum, please. She said, There's no way I'm giving you $299 spent. And I can understand that because back then the wage was nowhere near. That's a lot of money. I mean, that even now it's a lot of money. That's like 600 now. Forget about 25, 30 years ago. That's you know, huge, huge money. And then um, I remember I ended up getting a pair when I got to high school, towards high school, I got a pair of Adidas. And then I bought, I got a pair of Nike Air Force. The ones were worn by, at the time, was, I think Scotty Pippen actually wore them, Nike Air Force. No, so, sorry, Nike, Nike Air Solo Flight, they were. No, Nike Air Flight. Scotty Pippen wore them, and so did David Robinson. And then I got a pair of Nike Air Force, which were worn by another basketball car, who it was at that time. Air Force, yeah, I remember that name. 
Yeah, Nike Air Force, I had a pair of Nike Air Force, and then I ended up getting a pair of, no, I didn't get a pair of Reebok. Converse, because Converse got back into the to the game, and then so did um, Adidas got it back into the game. So I was going through, so I went through a stage of the whole shoe, the Nike shoes and all that, which was pretty cool. But I always wanted a pair of Jordans, and I never got a pair of Jordans. Actually, to the point, and this is this one, when I went to Malaysia with my wife, um, my family, my my whole family, it was me, it was my family, my dad, and my brother-in-law went, and my sister's family. We all went to Malaysia. We ended up going to um, this, this uh, like a what's it called? Um, like a, not the like a DFO type thing. One of those shopping centres, like, like markets. Uh, yeah, the, 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 and they had a Nike factory, a Nike shop there, right? And in Malaysia, they all got midget feet, right? Anyway, <laughs> so I ended up going to this this Nike shop and I walk in there and there's a pair of Nike Air – this is only last year, mind you – Nike Air Jordans, a number of the Jordan 4s they were, but they were the black with the blue stripe as opposed to – because he used to wear the black with the red stripe because that's what the, the Chicago colours were. Anyway, and they were down from like converted to Aussie dollars from 300 Aussie dollars to about 120, 130, right? And all the sizes, Tom, they were size 12, 13, or 14. All the big sizes, all the small ones left, right? They're gone. Everyone had the big feet. And I'm like, and I'm a size 13, no, 12, 13, thereabouts. And, and I go, I'm going to buy. I said, I said, Paula, oh my God, I said to my wife, they got them, they got them. They got Jordan 4s. She goes, go buy them. I said, yeah, but they're the blue ones. I really want the, you know, she goes, you're gonna, if you don't buy it, you regret it. You regret not buying because you always wanted them. <laughs> and you know what I did? I left, I didn't buy them, and then I come back and I'm like, oh, my God, what are I, I'm... But what are you going to wear them for, play basketball? No, nah, just to wear my shoes, just 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 shoes to wear. I've got a pair, I actually bought a pair of Reebok pumps as well, a retro pair, and they're like, awesome, I love them. It's not, it just makes me feel young again, you know? And <laughs> it's, it's just, yeah, it's, it's an awesome feeling, you know? And I put my Reebok pumps on, everyone looks at me like, this is all old bloke wearing Reebok pumps, but so you know what? I like it. It makes me feel good. Yeah, Reebok pumps. Still got the box here. And I regret not buying those Jordan 4s. That would have been the first pair of Jordans and they weren't expensive. And I'm looking back now and I was like, no. Will we ever get a chance to go back there? <laughs> In a heartbeat, I'll, but they won't be there. But it's a shame, but that's life, you know. Well, just to finish up on uh, TV stuff, have you been uh, watching Sopranos? You were up. No, starting, I haven't. I haven't actually. Season. I've started season two, but I haven't. I haven't, I haven't had time to be honest. I just. Uh, been a bit. I think it was last night. I finished uh, the last episode of season one. Okay. Yeah. So I'm catching up to you. Yeah. No, I've got to get back onto it. Uh, there's a few things I've been. I mean, even though um, we've been locked down or whatever, I just haven't. Time seems to be going. We're doing probably a bit of work at home, a bit of study. So it all. Yeah. What are you studying? Uh, I'm trying to get um, another diploma, to be honest. So. On top of your your previous 13? Yeah, you never have too much study. What's this one about? Uh, it's mortgage broken and finance. So. Okay. I should actually finish it. I've actually done the. I've only got to finish my assignments. I've started doing a few at home. Well, so I'll come to you when I need more money from the bank. Well, you can try. To buy another, <laughs> to buy another house or something. Yeah, you can try <laughs> but I'll, I use it as CPD as well because you've got to maintain continuing professional development. Ah, uh, right. Okay. But I thought to myself, if I'm going to spend the money, I might as well get something out of it. Yeah. Okay. going to listen to all these people dribble. I might as well, because that all counts towards it, whether you do that course or that course or that course. Or, so I might do that. 
Mm. All right. So what else is uh, what else has been happening in the world? What one thing I noticed one thing I noticed during the week was all these protests in Melbourne. Mm. I'm not sure if it was anywhere else, but I saw on the news that it was happening in Melbourne. All these uh, nut jobs protesting the uh, lockdown. lockdown. And some were protesting about 5G, and I just thought, oh, you oh know, well, my God, Jesus man. Christ! I had my questions about 5G because you know, I watched this, that, and the other, and I thought, now that all these these nut job hippie losers <laughs> are, are on are on the case, I thought, geez, let it go. <laughs> <laughs> let them, let them. It can't, it can't, it can't be too serious if all these idiots are onto it. Well, it's a question. What was it? They were protesting about the lockdown, which I get because Victoria's a bit different. They're pretty strict on the lockdown over there. A lot more strict. They than can finally play else. golf again. Yeah, I think Sam Newman was happy. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> he was right. I'm sorry. Like everyone can call him an old fart or whatever, and you know, old man shouting at the clouds, whatever. But argue, you know, debate the argument. You know what I mean? Yeah. Is he right or is he wrong? And he was right all along. It was such a such a stupid rule. You know, you can't go out into open space. You know, miles away from anyone else. Please, it's ridiculous. Yeah, no, that one there, the kind of a, yeah, I agree with that one. Uh, with with you on that comment, I don't. I think that was a bit of an overreaction. I think they overreacted a little bit in Victoria. Like the police was like pretty strict on a lot I mean, of things. There's, I've, there's, I've seen footage of people getting dragged away from you know. This, that, and the other, and oh, it's just in America. It's it's at the end of the day, Australia is just like a microcosm of what happens in America on a much smaller scale. But you know, I think I think all these you know hippie protester types they they just watch on TV what's happening over in America or on the internet, oh, what's happening in America, and then they organise themselves and do it. You know, a week or two behind over here. It's it's just like you see it every time. You know, and, and I can understand in America that people protesting because they're a lot more than what they could. I can hear like there isn't much government support in America. Okay, they gave you a check of a thousand dollars, but that's it. So these people, they got to eat, so they have to work. It's not like here, oh, we just put them on JobKeeper or you get a job seeker. Well, or, that what's you know, happening over like, there? Are they are they not getting um, government? They don't get that. They're just not financial like support. Not like ours. They haven't got it's to put a program different. in place. Yeah. Not like that. No, it's completely different. So you can understand why a lot of them want to get back to it. I mean, they they got to eat, you know. And then you then you have like the governor saying you can't do this, and you can't do that, and you can't do this, and you can't do that. And I think that a lot of the problem. Well, this is my. I mean, again, I'm no expert or anything, but I think a lot of the problem is like, like a whole of America has been lumped into one to one situation, whereas. Really, it's each state is completely different. Now, when you got the mainstream media controlled by California and New York City, well, that doesn't really a- appeal to like Georgia or Carolina or Utah or any of these other states, does it? So, if you got the New York Times saying, "You idiots, what he's doing? He's got to go lock up. You got to lock up. Like you lock up." Well, the, the circumstances in Utah and you know in Alabama are completely different than they are in in New York and California. So I think that's what the, and that's what the, I think there's a lot more discourse than, than there is here because over here really we're just isolated in our you know, our cities are the main the well our population is really based in the cities as opposed to like America where it's across the whole country so it's interesting interesting and then obviously in America they don't like Trump they will 
bag Trump, he can't do anything, right? Whatever he does is wrong. Well, yeah, that's always going to be the case. That's always going to be the case. Uh, whatever Trump does, Trump does is wrong. And what the um, and I think there's for, unfortunately, even whether here you're a left wing or right wing or you're liberal, you're labor, you're greens, or you're shooters and fishers party or one nation, whatever, when it comes to a case of national crisis, they do have a bipartisan support of each other, like. Uh, the national cabinet has got members of both parties. Uh, yeah, I mean, yeah, but um, for the most part, yes. But but I think Anthony Albanese has had a couple cracks at at, at the Liberal Party about about the um, you know whatever the decisions are you know for yeah. this virus stuff. Yeah, which is which is. But if you look at the big picture, it's quite minimal, really. Even with the states, totally with minimal. the Liberal yeah, states yeah. and the Labor states talking to the Liberal government. It's quite minimal. Whereas over in America, it is so fractured because whether you're a Democrat, no matter what you do, even if Trump said I'm going to give you all a million dollars, no, nah, that's wrong. And so like, it's the same if you're a Republican against a Democrat. It's like, so what's the matter with you people? You've got, you got a problem. You've got to sort it out. Yeah, at the end of the day, those politicians over there, more than, more than any probably other place in the Western world, don't give a shit about the people there, you know, their constituents that they're supposed to represent. They're, they're all they're there for themselves, and it's just hundred percent divided by divided by party lines, and that's it. There's no thought for for what's right for the, for people. No chance. And this was no you got to you got to look after the people. You got your own hidden agendas. Now you got Cuomo in in in, um, in New York running his own race. Then you got Bill De Blasio, who's the mayor. I think the states in America have too much power, personally, but that's my opinion. That's their country, their constitution. They work it out how they like. I think the governors and the, they have way too much power over there. But hmm. and you look at what's the governor of California, and it's like, whoa, people, what he's doing. Uh, it's, it's I think it's crazy. They it's such bickering and oh, it's the president's fault, this fault, and it's not our fault. We're doing this, and the president hasn't given us that, and oh, then the president's gone, but he hasn't given. We've given him this. He's done nothing with it. Talking about. Um the governor of New York, Cuomo, I saw on Twitter the other day, he's calling it the European virus because because he reckons because it came to America from Europe. So it's not the Chinese virus or the Wuhan virus. It's the European virus because, you know, obviously he's, he's, they've got interests with China so they don't want to offend them. So now it's the European virus. What a disgrace. That is absolutely so – it's so blatant. It's so obvious what he's doing. And and he's been called out no end on Twitter and and on social media. Yeah, I think he's a bit. Uh, he's a, he's another one that double standard. Like his brother was out running in the um, was exercising in public open space, and some bloke called him out. He goes, "Mate, you're the one that's on the." Cause his brother's a news reporter for CNN. Fredo. No, Andrew. Yeah. What's he? <laughs> do you know the Do you know the Fredo story? No, which one's that one? So he he was. Oh, this is probably a year or two ago now. Or it's probably at least over a year. Um, what's his name? Is it Chris? Who's the the reporter? Is Chris Comer is the uh, Andrew Comer or Chris? Is Comer? it oh, CNN or MSNBC? Yeah, CNN, CNN, CNN. All right. So he was out at some bar, and some, you know, just a you know general person of the public was talking to him. Uh, I can't remember the context to what the conversation was. But he called uh, he called him Fredo. Do you know what that refers to? The the, the brother from the, the dumb brother in the Godfather. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. So basically, yeah. because his because his older brother is you know uh, the the governor, he's he's the dumb brother. And this Chris Cuomo was trying to 
um, you know, he went mental about it and he was in the media going off about it because it was filmed. So it went viral right, on social media. And he was going off that, you know, it's a racist slur against Italians. Fucking bullshit. It was just a, a you know, it was just a, an insult basically to say that you're the dumb brother. But he was trying to turn it around and say, oh, you know, this guy's being racist and everyone who's, who's repeating it is being racist, uh, you know, against Italians and that kind of thing. Mate, I tweeted at him multiple times. <laughs> Whenever he was tweeting stupid things about it, I was just calling him Fredo and so many other people on social media were doing it because if you're going to be insulted by that, it's, it's ridiculous. The insult is that you're an idiot, not that you're Italian. So, yeah, oh, mate, just embarrassing. The one there, or Fredo there was the one having a dummy spit because uh, he was out breaking quarantine rules and someone called him out. Okay, and did he get in trouble for it? Oh, well, never got reported, did it? Fox News reported it, but CNN wasn't going to report it, were they? What's been happening even in Australia, really, with it? Look, I just switched off. I know there was no, case, no cases today. I don't need that much. I've I've got a feeling this is and this is not from anything that I've seen or read or anything. I've just got this feeling that they're going to loosen restrictions or whatever, or, or you know get rid of a lot most of or or even all who knows eventually restrictions. But I reckon it's going to come up again. There's going to be like another wave, and then there's going to be another lockdown. I mean that might not happen, but I'm just I'm making a guess at this point. Yeah, I'm, but, just, you know, I'm, just, I'm just guessing that it's going to happen again. I'm no epidemiologist or doctor or nothing, but at one point in the world, you're going to have to face it. Till there's a cure or a vaccine, what are we going to do? We live the rest of our lives in lockdown? Well, yeah, I suppose this is part of my thinking. Yeah, it's like I know there's only like in WA, there's only, you know, a handful of active cases and I think what is one person in hospital, I think? One person. No, one person in ICU and four in hospital. So okay, so maybe four in hospital at the moment. But the th- and it, it's so I don't think it'll come from within WA. But someone coming here once they relax things, and that might be months and months down the track. But I just got this feeling that it's going to come back. Yeah, but, but what, we're never going to do anything. Oh, oh no, totally. You've got it. You can't. You know, you can't shut down the state or the country forever. You've got to start moving on. But I just got this feeling that it's just. I don't know. I'm, I, look, I might be wrong, and I hope I'm wrong. I'm just, I'm just make, making a prediction. That's all. My gut's telling me that the, the politicians and the public servants have really got a lot of power at the moment, and they like flexing their muscles. That's just the vibe I've got. That's the, my gut feeling. Oh, well, yeah, yeah. I mean, one, one of the, one of the things is, you know, with the um, AFL. The, the, I was going to say the tracking app. You know, they're trying to, they're not forcing everyone, but. I don't know. It's just, it's kind of like a, I don't know. I think eventually it's going to become more um, enforced that you've got to have this app. Well, well, one thing is like here in WA, I think they're going to open up pubs and restaurants, but one of the conditions of entering is that you have to either have the app or you leave your name and details, contact details, right? Stuff that. That's bullshit. I'm not. I'm not leaving my my contact details, and you know, so people can. I know that I know that you know the idea is for the greater good. You know, if if anyone gets infected, they need to do the 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 source tracking and that kind of thing. I get that. So I'm just uneasy about that whole able to track where you've been, who you've been in contact with, 
um, talk, you know, who you've spent your time with. And, and, and what I find ironic is that they tell you, oh, sorry, you um, you can put, you don't even have to put your real details in. You can use a fake name. I said, what's the point then? Hang on. I'm sure that is connected to your phone number and then, then all bets are off. So. I know, but they're saying that that's what they're saying. You don't have to use your real name. Oh, sorry, but there's six active cases in Western Australia, one in hospital in ICU. Exactly. All right. So that's I, I don't need to have the app on my phone when there's you know a six active active um, cases in the, uh, the whole state of a population of two million. <laughs> I'm sorry. Don't don't try to tell me that it's essential for to for everyone and, to have this the app. Other thing, place. And the, yeah, and the other anything like with opening. Oh, we're really really. really um, Reducing restrictions now, so we, you know, opening up pubs and clubs, you know, pubs and restaurants can have twenty people. I mean, seriously, honestly, if I was, I'd would, I would actually be insulted if I was a restaurant owner. Twenty people. So you're telling me if someone goes to the Canfield, the Canfield can only have twenty people. It's licensed for three thousand people, and they're going to have twenty. I mean, I suppose they could do That's it just by ludicrous. on a proportion of square meterage or something like that. But at the end of the day, that's hard to work out. So it's just, it's much easier to just have a blanket yeah, but, ruling and that's yeah, but, it. Yeah, but, but they're not going to open. Then, well, what if I was the owner of the Camfield? Why on earth would I even turn the power on to serve 20 people? Yeah, yeah, I get that. Yeah. What? So it's 20 people are going to have. So they're going to have uh, so twenty hamburgers at eighteen dollars each, right? Hey, you run the numbers. Well, I'm going to I'm going to open up a whole kitchen. I'm going to get a chef. I'm going to get a cook. I'm going to get a larder. I'm going to get a kitchen hand. I'm going to prep. Doesn't uh, cover the wages. Even if they order the most expensive meal on there, it's still not going to cover the wages. Yeah, and look, that's that's probably the case whether you're you know the biggest pub in the summer, southern hemisphere or whether you're a hole in the wall pub. It's probably the, it's probably the same. Uh, you know, the only people who are going to benefit from this are your small little cafes that do mainly like takeaway, or they're going to have a little seat there. Like they might have five tables in there. That's it. Yeah, they're the ones who are going to win. They're the only ones who are going to be open. Otherwise, what would what, what anyone else open? It's not worth it. Would be you'd be mad to. I think you find you'll be few. You'll be committing financial suicide. Right, you got to stock your fridge up. You stock your kitchen up. You got to do everything. It's like no, please. I don't think I don't think they thought that one through too. I don't think that was thought um, too. Unless it's going to be, you know, that's you know, week one, twenty people. Week two, all right, well, you know, fifty people, something like that, and just do it in stage in stages to you know make it you know let you populate your your localities, you know, more and more more and more in stages. However, the stages have to be quick. You can't let it run for a month of 20 people in it. Well, they're saying 20 people. They're not going to review it on June 18th. I'm like, man. Oh, really? Okay. Well, that that's a month. That doesn't make any sense. So come on, man. Seriously, June 18th. You're wasting my time. Yeah. No, that's not right. So that is a month because it's starting on May 18th. So, yeah, yeah. June 18th is a month. Have you seen no, it's got to, I think it's got to be reviewed week to week, not month to month. Anyway, so that's parts. Uh, I'll say they've relaxed the borders as well. Um, so what are they letting in and out? No, the the, the, the actual the actual state borders closed. Yeah. Oh, those internal borders. Yeah, I think you can you can't go everywhere, but though, can you? No, which is still crazy anyway. You can you can go down south for a holiday. So they've combined. So 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 if you go into business in Geraldton, this is your prime season to get like people come up there. Yeah, for but I think a concern, and and I'm not sure if 
I haven't looked at, you know, a region map to see what's open or not. But I think a, a concern is if you look at you know, remote Aboriginal communities, for example. Yeah, if they're Kate, still if, locked down. They are still, still locked down? down? I was going to say, yeah. if, if, you, if, if you're allowed to go into those areas or regions, the potential damage that that could do if, if someone or, or some people got infected in those regions, man, it would be chaos. That's correct. That's fine. But if you look, if you look at the map, right? So what's happened is they've done Perth, Peel, Wheatbelt, and Great Southern as one region. So you can travel for as far as north as uh, probably what would it be, Lancelin. Sure, so No, no, no. Geraldton's in the Midwest. Oh, okay. Yes. So, right. yep. so you're talking. Oh, the, the I know the country town of Wotheroo, but I don't think many people will know where that is. Um, from there. As far east as probably past Hyden, near Wave Rock, down to Albany and across. So that, so picture that right left-hand corner of Western Australia. Then you have then you have the the um, Esperance Goldfields, and there's another region there. You're allowed to travel in between there, and then you have the the Midwest Pilbara, and I forgot the other name of the other region. Um, but anyway, you can travel amongst. No, no, the Kimberley's completely locked down. Um, and so you can travel within those borders. So it's, but it's like saying, man, <laughs> what's the? Why can't I go to Geraldton? Like, I get it. Lock up the Aboriginal regions. Yes, I understand that because you don't want that to to uh, to get to get um, to do the virus to go rampant through there, right? But yeah, so it's here. Right? So it's really restricted. So you can travel between Southwest, Great Southern, Wheatbelt, and Perth, right? Then you can do Midwest, Gascoyne, and Pilbara. And then you can do Goldfields and Esperance. So if you're in those regions, you can travel. So, but I'm thinking to myself, why don't you just open all them up and and leave the Kimberley closed? Obviously, because that's more sensitive and the biosecure with the because they've, they've actually like got certain regions where they're saying it's completely. Yeah, gas point is the one I think you couldn't think of. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. Yeah, no, that that makes sense. What's the point of? If you're in Esperance, you can't travel to Albany, right? So crossing from Goldfields to Wheatbelt, that doesn't make any sense. Yeah. Yeah. Um, or if you're in, say, Kalgoorlie, you can't go to Geraldton. Why? Well, what's That doesn't make any sense. And the other thing I find very, very frustrating is, and I was speaking to my brother-in-law about this, he's a football coach, right? How the football, the sporting teams can't train with 20 people and all this sort of stuff and no contact and everyone's got to bring their own ball. Yeah, I was speaking to another friend of mine whose child plays soccer for, for school. They're allowed to play. They play they're playing games amongst each other. <laughs> Do you understand? Like, listen to the like, the contradiction there. Like my, my my nephew plays football for a local football team. He can't train or play a game, right? At the train, he can train up to but non-contact sport and they they can't um so basically, you can't do much besides a few cardio drills and a few kicking drills because there's no tackling or you can't use the bump bags. None so of that no sort contact of stuff. in training. It's just no contact in training. Right. Yet the other person who goes plays soccer for the school is able to play trained soccer because that's what they do, and then have inter school inter year eights versus nines and nines versus eights games as normal with contact as normal. Yeah. No, they're not allowed to play with the clubs, but they can play at school. It's, like, it's ludicrous. Most of them be yeah. involved with clubs as well outside of school where they can do one thing at school but they can't do anything. You can't do, yeah. you know, 
normal things at their club soccer training or, or inter-club games. Yes. Doesn't make any sense, yeah. Yeah, but it there's a lot of sense. these there's a lot of these contradictions with all these, you know, restrictions and and restrictions being lifted and, and there's so many there's so many of these little contradictions. At the end of the day you can't I know they all sound stupid, but you can't account for every single one of them. You gotta I understand that as well, right? Uh, look, yeah, I understand that, but so, so, so you can train or you can't train. So just train. Uh, a, no, you can't have contact and you can't use this and you can't do that and they're going to have their own ball to train. <laughs> you may as well just stay home and kick the ball against the garage wall. Well, well that's, <laughs> just, that's just what I'm saying. Yeah, but he goes to school, he can play a full game. Just say no, he's can train. Up to 20 people can train. That's it. No games, just train. Thank you. Why to complicate it? Why complicate it? If kids can go to school, kids should be able to play sports with each other and that's it. Yeah. It's as simple as that. Yeah, I agree. You know, this is this is crazy, uh, and then I get then I'm the one that everyone goes. Oh, you just you just take it to uh, you know take things too personal. I'm not taking things too personally. I'm just saying expressing my frustration. And a lot of people are. If you're going to do it, I'm all for locking it up and doing everything right. But man, if you're going to say you're going to do this and do that, you need, there's going to be an element of because, like I was saying, the social and the uh, economic effect is going to really hit, hit the world pretty hard. Oh, hit the way hard. I was thinking. I was thinking about this actually. You know how you know if they intend to do just one round of everyone plays everyone. Uh-huh. Well, how different does that is that really compared to normally an AFL home and away season is like one and a half rounds of everyone plays everyone. Yeah, roughly or not at all. Right. Probably less than that, really. Isn't it? So you know how I was saying a week or two back. I was saying you know it's a, it'll be a. A, a tainted premiership or a premiership with an asterisk. At the end of the day, what's it's not that bloody different. It's probably more fair if if you only play everyone once. It's because Richmond doesn't get to play what, or Richmond doesn't get to play all their games at the MCG. Then, you know? yeah, I mean, obviously, I you know, an ideal home and away league situation, you know, obviously, is everyone plays everyone twice. But oh well, if everyone plays everyone once, it's probably. Um, Less disadvantage built into the into the um, the league than than everyone playing everyone one and a half times. Oh, I just reckon everyone plays Richmond at the MCG just because you know Richmond need more. That's their home grounds. You know, you know how much I love Richmond. Everyone goes, oh, Collingwood, Collingwood do the favourite ball, mate. Richmond they get favourite, mate. Well, they're the money makers at the moment. I think Richmond's yeah, got funny. more. You know, Richmond has the most members at the moment, don't they? Mate, they're closet members. I'm sorry, because when, when, when ten years ago when they were nothing, what was what was where was their membership? When they, when they got spanked in 2007 by by Geelong by 150 points, or whatever. Where was all their supporters? Where was all their membership? At least Colin was being consistent, whether they be spanked or not. They've always had high members. True or not? I know I'm going to upset a few Richmond supporters, but it's true. You know, they all come out of the woodwork. Upset them. I don't care. They're Richmond supporters, I couldn't care less about. You look at Richmond, like, out of the past three years, oh, they come out, all come out of the woodworks now. Before that, where, where, where were they? When, when... Um, Everyone loves that, a winner. What, yeah, what was his name there? Um, what was that famous coach, the five-year plan? What was his name? The, the ex-Bulldog coach. Terry Wallace and his five-year plan. Where were all the supporters then? There was none around then. They didn't have the highest membership then. 
don't know. Anyway, sorry, sorry, Richmond supporters. Just a little bit upset with the AFL. I don't think that many of them listen to us. Don't worry. <laughs> <laughs> All right, it's almost my dinner time. So, uh, how about we do a shorter one this time around? Yeah, no dramas. Take care. I'll speak to you later. Okay. Ciao, man. Ciao. Good